Hey listeners, we're back with Fantasy Football Hangover Episode 6 of Season 2, where we talk about John Terry's singing lessons, abstinence from profanity and suitable alternatives, we play Jeremy Aliadier's inane quiz, and enjoy a beautiful rendition of a Shania Twain classic. Let's sing! Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Hangover, Season 2, Episode 6. Uh, three of us back in the studio. So with me are Rob. How are you, Rob? Hello, good. Feeling quite fancy with this posh new microphone in front of me. Yes. Very How are shiny. you, Will? I'm good. Yeah, we've got a, we're testing out some new kit. So it might, we might sound super professional. Yeah, this will probably be the greatest episode you've ever heard. <laughs> so uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as we are because we've got grins like Cheshire cats on our faces. Yep. Enjoying a beer, ready to look ahead, look back. Let's get straight into it then. Yeah. Okay, go Will. Right, I will kick us off with Callum Wilson, the OG fixture-proof striker. He is back. Two goals yesterday against Everton. Big game against Southampton coming up. He's returned points in every game this season and is only 7.8 million. And second up is Richarlison, assisted the Calvert-Lewin goal at the weekend. Everton at home against Sheffield United. Goodison is a fortress and the Brazilian has the potential to tear up defences. Go. Okay, so I've got Emiliano Buendia, easy for me to say, 6 million, one of the Norwich assets after their huge upset at the weekend. Uh, two assists against City. He's got four already this season. Great fixtures. Burnley Palace Villa. And then Nicolas Otamendi, which may or may not be folly, but he's probably going to step into the gap by the port. Uh, great fixtures. Go, Rob. Uh, Arthur Misaka at West Ham. 4.5 million if you need a budget defender. 1.3% owned. Villa, Man United, Bournemouth and Palace. And then I also had Norwich's Bondia. So I would say he's only 0.9% owned, so a good differential if you need him. <laughs> I like your pronunciation of Masuaka. 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 Yeah, Where's that flaming Musaka? Arthur Musaka. Masuaka. Yeah, Musaka's much better, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I didn't ask for, for hot, I didn't ask for Arthur Musaka. I asked for a whole one. So yeah, Norwich. We're happy. We're happy with them, right? Big win. At the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not happy with them. <laughs> oh, you've got Pookie. I have Pookie, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Honestly, if I didn't have Pookie, my entire weekend would have been completely destroyed. Party goes on. I was absolutely convinced that, as most people were, that yeah. City were going to rip Norwich to pieces. Yes, so. the FPL captain tips on their official website. The headline was, after about five minutes of analysis, basically Man City. Yes. <laughs> that, that was our tip for captain. Just anyone from Man City will be fine. Which, to be fair, was fairly sensible advice before the game. Th- before the game, they'd had the most shots in the penalty area and Norwich had conceded the most shots in, in their own penalty area, hadn't they? So it looked like it was going to be... Guaranteed 5 nil. Don't always trust the stats, kids. Do you want to know something interesting that happened in a previous Norwich-Manchester City game? Let's wow. be having you. Oh, yes, you'll hear it just for fun. Was it? Here we go. Ha <laughs> ha 
Brilliant. It never gets old, does it? It's the kind of tilting of the head and the sort of snarling of the mouth as she says it as well that adds to that, isn't it? It's just great. Yeah, they surrendered the 2-0 lead, uh, went in 2-2 at half-time. Then they got that pep talk from Delia and went on to lose the game 3-2. Ah. I think Robbie Fowler may have scored the winner. They probably for, played, for that, played that in the dressing room before. Yeah, exactly. The game, didn't they? And they got the result the other way around this time. Yes. Right. So lots of people it. talk about Cantwell, aren't they? Yeah, I like his hair. I like his late runs into the box. Like his 4.8 million cost. Yeah, like, yeah probably to go up. up. He's yeah. crept up to 4.9 already Has tonight. He? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I got. I brought him in on my wild card. So. Oh yes, you played your wild card, haven't you? Yeah, wild yeah. card, Will. Go the hitman. I had so, to do it for listeners who aren't uh, familiar with Will's uh, antics. He's a chipaholic. He likes to go <laughs> at him early. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is great because he had held off. Oh, yeah, week like five weeks. is fine, I yeah. think. Yeah, and actually, it's pretty good time to play a wild card. Yeah. I, my my sort of rule is if you want to change, let's say five or six players, then it's time to play a wild card. Because I looked at whether I could, like you know, hold back some transfers, take a four, maybe an eight point hit, but it wasn't enough. I needed wholesale changes. I had to get rid of Edison, two Liverpool defenders that have let me down all season. Oh, I, Robertson. Well, no, not Robson. Van Dyke and Trent. I mean, look, they've both been decent, but for their cost, it's mm. crazy. It, interestingly enough, fifteen the top 15 point-scoring players in FPL so far this season, none of them are defenders, none of them are goalkeepers. Oh, really? Ten strikers and yeah. five midfielders. Oh, and, and, and out of those five midfielders, you've got Sterling... Mane and Salah, who basically are forwards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think the highest scoring defender is is it Vestergaard at Southampton, yeah. who's something like twenty fifth. I think that's only because he scored and kept a couple yeah. of clean sheets, which you know yeah. isn't bad. But I don't think he'll be up there. At the end yeah, of those defender stats early are quite misleading because, like you say, a yeah. goal and assist. I don't think it's a warp everything. I think it's a bad time to play a wild card if you need it because patterns have formed. Yeah, those players that we didn't know were going to pop up, like Abraham, Puki, Cantwell, absolutely, Mason Mount are all. Look pretty solid for now, don't they? Yeah, got any pigs? Anyone who pigs? Got any pigs? No team? United players. No ah, United yeah. players. Overlapping centre backs, not your bag. No. <laughs> oh, actually, um, no. I think actually at the moment I've got uh, Lundstrom. Yes. Lundstrom. Get a pig. Yeah. Get a pig. Yeah, because he's only four point three, four point four, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, yes. he's, he's solid yeah. for me. And they look, they look. Yeah, but they're not going to concede lots and lots. I don't think. It's yeah. Fun. It's weird because I was happy with my team for a while. This is boring for listeners, but we don't want to know about my team too much. But I was happy for the first few weeks. I was a bit disappointed in game week four, but I was like, I'm going to give him some time. Harry Kane had to go. I was like, get rid of him. Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, I know he's good, and he, but he just is too expensive for the unreliability. Just get, just get Son if you have to get a horrible Lily White. Get well, Son. My, debate, my debate is over whether I go um, so I can have Son... And Mane, or I can have Salah and Lamella. Ooh, uh, I go. I go Son and Mane. Yeah, screw yeah. Lamella. I had him last season, thinking he gets forward a lot. He'll, he'll score, but he started really well this season. He's Deli, got Deli Belly Ali will be back soon as well, and he'll be on the bench. Don't yeah. go Lamella. Yeah, yeah. I think Mane, Mane and Salah are basically the same. If you have both, if yeah. you can. but they, there's not a lot of difference. I think Salah will probably edge it because he get a few more assists across the course of the season. Pen pens. Yeah, but it'll be very close. Okay. So, guys, I've got a quiz if you'd like to play. Oh, okay. Would you like a brand new fancy quiz? Yeah. Yes, please. It's called Who Wants to Be Jeremy Aliadier? (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Right, a millionaire. 
Uh, yeah, current, it's, it's current a, as well. It is, yeah, because he's uh, he's out of work at the moment. He does a bit. He does a little bit for Arsenal as a reporter for Arsenal TV on does and he? off. Yeah, he still feels he could do a job at least at Championship level, but he says the phone calls aren't coming. In fact, actually, all joking aside, he has come out quite poignantly with some mental health issues. So I probably shouldn't rib him, but he said it's quite hard that. Uh, like his wife goes back to work and the kids will go to school and he's just sat there waiting for the phone to ring. Right. And so he started a quiz to kill the time. Yeah, which is good, you know, and he's, he's sort of, he's stuck to home territory. He's gone for a few questions about players similar to him who showed great potential and maybe didn't quite ah, make the grade. Very um, so the rules are very simple. Same as who wants to be a millionaire. You have your 50-50. You've got a uh, phone a friend. Uh, you don't actually have ask an audience, ask the audience. I guess you could ask me, but... Uh, <laughs> Probably won't tell you the right well, answer. Well, the new Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you can ask Jeremy Clarkson as the host. Oh, well, ask the host. So let's, let's ask, ask Richard Clarkson. Yeah. What a great idea. <laughs> um, what, your son? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for Henry's on the phone. Uh, so, first question. Right. Who was tipped to be the next Zinedine Zidane after his sparkling performances at the Under-17 World Cup in 2001? Signed alongside his equally talented cousin, Florence Cinema Pongale. No, you're a fan, Rob. Yeah. Uh, by then Liverpool manager Gerard Houllier. Is it A, Salif Diaw? Is it B, Neil Meller? Is it C, Anthony Latalek? Or is it D, Jimmy Traore and his dancing feet? <laughs> Who's playing this? You both are. Very right, like I would say it's couples. Couples, couples yeah. who wants to be a millionaire. What do you think? 50 50. Yeah, yeah, can we yeah, have 50? Yeah, okay, I've taken away Neil Meller and I've taken away Salif Jiao. So it's either yeah. C, Anthony Latalek, or D, Jimmy Traore. It's good that you took away Neil Meller because I was leaning towards <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> I'm, my, my second thought was Latalek. Are, yeah. are you thinking, asked why? I was going Jimmy Traore, but I can't remember exactly when he was. Mm. 2001, 17. So that, that, makes, that makes him what, about 35 now. Thing is, Latalic would have been. I guess he's French. Would be my he's guess. French. Yeah. Yeah. The, the two. Yeah. He's cinema Pongal is French, but cousin doesn't mean he's from the same country, does it? So, come on, let's go Latalic then. Okay. Correct. Yes. yes. Through to the next round. Split the winnings. Okay, so you're now on one thousand pounds. Well oh. done, everybody. You can use it in beer credits later. Thank you. Okay. Second question: Which player was destined for greatness when he burst onto the Premier League scene in two thousand and six? Uh, he's heralded as the next Steven Gerrard, a uh, key figure under Sven Joran Eriksson at Manchester City, and a subject of a reported £12 million bid from Liverpool before a catalogue of serious injuries saw him become a permanent feature in the treatment room. I think I know. Is it A, Stephen Ireland, B, Michael Johnson, C, Ned Emanua, or D, Mika Richards? Well, I, I mean, I know this as well. It's taken from a fantastic article in the... the uh the Athletic this week. All oh, right, four hundred meter sprint gold medalist. Are you thinking him? No. Ah. <laughs> I was thinking him. Are you? Michael Johnson. Yeah. I, I was thinking Stephen Ireland, but. Ooh. Oh well, I can give you because Stephen Ireland's been ask, in the news you could this ask week. Richard Clarkson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's asking. I sort of stopped listening to the question when I got really cocky that I thought I knew the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to point you towards Robert's answer. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Michael yes. Johnson. Correct. It was Michael Johnson. And then we've got a bit of a curveball question here, actually. Um, is this for a million? 
This is the million pound question. Your Correct. final question. I need the money, Will. Don't okay. Who is Manchester City's number one goalkeeper for the 2019-2020 season? Is it A, Edison? Is it B, Stuart Taylor? Is it C, Scott Carson? Or is it D, Claudio Bravo? And you have got, you've got one more life, I remember. Yeah. What, phone a friend? You could phone a friend. <laughs> well, I mean, we are pretty good, good friends, pretty good with, friends with, with one of their goalkeepers. Scotty Carson. I mean, I've, got, I've got on your list uh, a Scott, if you'd like to call them. Yeah, let's bring him. Let's bring him. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello, is that Scott? Honour and a privilege, Gussie Carson. Who's this, please? It's Richard Clarkson from the uh, famous quiz show, Who Wants to Be Jeremy Aliadier? Now, I'm here with Rob and Will. They have opted to phone a friend. They're on the million pound question, Scott. I know, no pressure. Um, Do you think you can help them out? Honour and a privilege, of course I can. All right, I'm going to pass you over to Will. Will, go for the question. Okay, um... The question is, hi, hi Scotty. Oh, hello. Um, the question, right. the question is, um, chop, chop, lad. <laughs> sorry, I'm a lot, under a lot of pressure here. Um, who is Manchester City's number one goalkeeper for yeah. the 2019-2020 season? Is this a wind up? No, no, no wind up. So I'll give you the answers, and then you have to, you have a 30 seconds to tell me your answer. On you go, lad. So it's, uh, is it A. Edison, B. Stuart Taylor, C. Scott Carson. Or D, Claudio Bravo. It's C, lad. Scotty Carson, number one goalkeeper, keeping clean sheets between the six for Man City, season 19 to 20. Question answer C. Go On you go, lad. Win that money. Okay, cool. Thanks. Right. Well, thank you very much, Scott. Thanks, Scotty. Rob, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think he sounds pretty sure of himself, yeah. doesn't he? Okay, you're going to go... It's funny. Well, I, I, was really, I was really convinced it was Edison. But but I've seen that guy, yeah, the other guy play, but... I don't know, his confidence... Friendly. Yeah, he's confident. I think we're going to yeah. go. I mean, yeah. Scott sounded pretty sure. Yeah. If, you, if you're confident yeah. in your friend Scott. I, I think we have to. Okay, so final answer is C, Scott Carson, which we'll come back to after this commercial break. Ah. <laughs> Right, so this week on Best of Worst of, we're talking about uh, the famous footballing initiation of standing up in front of your peers before you make your debut and singing a song at the top of your voice. I think that's pretty much standard now for modern football. Yeah, when did it kick in? That's I, what I was thinking. Yeah, when did it start? It feels like a bit of a social media thing. It feels yeah. new to me. I mean, I remember John Hartson talking about when he um, started at Wimbledon and he his he came in and his entire suit got burnt. There's <laughs> a great photo of like this burning suit hanging out of the Wimbledon uh, the dressing room at Wimbledon. But um so the, I feel like initiation ceremonies used to be that kind of thing, but yeah, I guess now with the advent reason. of mobile phones and recording video it's probably more humiliating to to get people to perform. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's that recent, but I think it's probably last 5 10 years yeah. where it's become standard place like what's your song? Um yeah, we should have a think more through it, what your song would be. Oh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll come back mm, to that. Yeah. yeah, come back to that. So, guys, did you find... Uh, we're going to start with our best ofs. Yes. Rob, did you have a best? Yeah, so I found one from a Brentford player 
called Andreas uh, Belland uh, with, the, with the silent J in there. And in 2017, there's um, some glorious footage of him singing Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Going out tonight, I'm feeling all right. Gonna let it all hang out. Want to make some noise, really raise my voice. Yeah, I want to scream and shout. That's brilliant. That's awesome. It's good, isn't I it? it? I mean, it's a very bold song to sing in front of a team male footballers and managers and coaching staff, etc. And just to sing that badly. I'm guessing that wasn't his choice, though. I'm well, guessing they're, they're not given a choice of I what to sing. Get a choice. No, but he's not singing along to any music, is he? So he, and he knows a little bit of how the song goes. But he's, so. got, the, he's got the lyrics out in front of him, surely. I think they're told what to sing, and that would be a... What do you think? Yeah, I reckon. I, I wonder. I think they get the choice. Yeah, he might mm. have terrible taste in music. I do like the fact that your best of is something really bad, whereas my best of is actually, a, is actually quite a, a solid performance. I'm quite oh, impressed. Which one's yours It's John Terry. It pains me to say Ooh, this, but um, yeah, John Terry, when he signed for Villa, um, obviously I had, had one season there as a player and now he's just assistant. But um, yeah, he uh, does a rousing performance of Stand By Me. Classic classic. I'll play now. Pretty solid vocal performance, but was that a live guitar? I heard. I, get, I mean, yeah, there is a guitarist in there. Yeah, so he's he's been it's preparing. Kind of hard. Do you reckon he sung that his, to his bride at his wedding? <laughs> he's just dug it out again. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon he spent the whole summer singing That's lessons it. twice yeah. a week, probably yeah. bringing over Bertie on the guitar, <laughs> just running through it night after night. So when he gets in front of the lads, and he's won because he's got everyone singing and clapping along. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Actually, singing a crowd pleaser, you can get away with a little bit more, can't you? Which is maybe where our friend, Shania Twain fan, (laughs) didn't do so well. Andreas. Yeah. What about you, uh, Rich? Sorry. What did you get? Well, I found a man of the moment, Mr. Tammy Abraham, Timmy's brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, He, when he went on loan to Swansea, uh, he gave a. A really poignant rendition of the uh, Boys to Men classic, End of the Road. So we should probably hear that back. Well, I can't sleep at night without holding you tight. Girl, each time I try, I just break down and cry. Pain in my head, oh, I'll probably be there. you running around, all my weeks to the end of the Beautiful. Timmy Tamsin. Yeah. He's got a good voice, hasn't he? He's got a great voice. And I, I, what I really like is the the other players' reaction. They're obviously not quite used to someone. It's the Susan Boyle reaction. They weren't expecting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we saw That's the eye rolls. For, yeah. um, and it's poignant, isn't it? Because really yeah. this season for him has been about going from 
being a boy to a man. Yeah, <laughs> so. but he certainly not comes to the end of the road. <laughs> Let's hope not. Good point, Will. Yeah, actually, well counted. He's only just getting started. That's the thing. Go on, yeah. Tammy. Bring him in, Timmy's brother. I like him even more now. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a likeable character. Yeah. Um, how about worse, though? Uh, this this was rich territory, wasn't right, so it? I have I have a bit of a problem with the whole initiation process. Oh yeah, I like the good old days of setting a suit on fire and throwing someone off the bus or leaving them behind, leaving the tour bus. I, I, I think it reminds me a little bit. It's that kind of you know your first drink on a stag do, and someone has to do something really embarrassing, and no one's quite ready to deal with it yet, and no one really wants to look. Mm. So I, I found there's a few, but I, Aaron Wambasaka, big fan, obviously as a Palace fan, but you can tell he's quite a shy lad, and it's just. Head, head down looking at the phone rapping out of time and rhythm and, and it, no one really knows where to look so yeah I, I find a lot of them quite uncomfortable viewing when I was researching it but you know I mean, it's football isn't it and everyone's got phones and filming stuff so they can't do anything too risque but I find them a bit uncomfortable they yeah. are it's interesting that they I, I, I wouldn't say that 20 years ago your likes of Alan Shearer and Michael Owen, let's say, <laughs> can you imagine getting them? Yeah. They wouldn't have done it, would they? It, well, it probably was neck a pint or drink a yard of ale or do. I feel, I feel like, like the old dressing room. Like, you can see Ray Parler up there, him and Magic mm, Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe. I, it just feels quite theatrical and performy, mm. which I don't think the old school football that's true. lot are like. Yeah, but yeah. nowadays they are like they are all theatrical and and. Very artistic and in and nature. Wouldn't have and rehearsed technique. and rehearsed for weeks and weeks on end like JT. Yeah. <laughs> Someone who definitely didn't rehearse, my worst of, um, I'll line it up in a minute, is Jack Colback. Okay. At Newcastle. Um his his initiation, which again is another song. And yeah. he's uh, I'll I'll post post it up on the social because it's worth watching as well right. as listening to, but um he's stood up on a chair looking very sheepish and very embarrassed and for good reason. You don't know how you met me, you don't know why you can't <laughs> All you know is when I'm with you, I make you free. I swim through your veins like a fish in the sea. I'm singing, follow me, everything is alright. <laughs> I really want to tuck you in at night. And if you want to leave, I can guarantee you won't find nobody else like me. It's painful. Wow. He's got a special voice, isn't he? It sounds, there are elements of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's almost yeah. going to cry out in a moment. Get to the chopper. And a little bit of Bob Mortimer's Peter Beardsley as well. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I was going to say it sounds a bit like um, Vic Reeves' club singer. <laughs> follow me. Um, you guys didn't ne- recognise that song. It's Uncle Cracker, Follow Me. I mean, it's, okay. it's understandable you're not recognising yeah. it, but it's, it was a, an early noughties sort of dreadful... Dance anthem? No, not dance no. anthem at all. No, he was kind of... Uncle Cracker was, I think, involved with Kid Rock and he was some... Oh, wow. Yeah, like... Big, oh, big old, horrible. big old unit he was. Horrible. What you got, Rich? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, well, I had um, Stephen Corker um, when he signed for QPR. Yeah, I think he may have signed at the same time as Rio Ferdinand because oh, they, they did, both yeah. they both did um, a little piece. But Stephen, in fairness to him, tries to do something a little bit different. Maybe yeah. it isn't appeal to all the football. He's a bit of Bastille. Um, but well, let's listen back, shall we? <laughs> Oh, 
That is so half-hearted. Yeah. If you're going to go for it, go for it. That's like like Jack Colbeck, he tries. It's the toe can. Yeah, moment, it's it? like, God, it just, yeah, if you're put up there on that pedestal, at least make the effort sound shit rather than just fade away. I also think it's quite lame. I believe he's got a bottle of San Pellegrino sparkling water in his hand yeah. as a microphone. <laughs> he was, he was at least have a bottle rules. of beer or something. Yeah, yeah. Come on, he man. was preceded by Rio Ferdinand to use the San Pellegrino extensively as a microphone as well. Oh, really? So yeah. it was a prop? Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Singing some rap things. Yeah, that's, that's, that's half the reason why I find them yeah. 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 Did you did you have any thoughts on a, a song you might sing if you're up there? Would you go big band or would you go straight down the uh, the eye of the footballer cannon with a bit of Drake? I think, I think you've got to follow um who's JT, uh, JT go sing, along. sing along, yeah. Yeah. I'd probably go Return of the Mac. Classic. <laughs> Classic tune. Yeah, Return Or are you going down the kind of Euro pop route with no, Shania? I go Euro pop Shania. I'm not sure that's the uh, Canadian pop. Uh, I would go, yeah, a sing along for sure, but maybe a bit more Rat Packy era, sort of oh, me and my yes. shadow or my way. my way, you know, New York, New York. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah start spreading the news. That could work. Yeah, talking, or yeah. take that, never forget. <laughs> Tough one to sing. Big start one to with sing. the choral big, moment big, big, big in the rain. We've come so far. What about you, Rich? I think I'd go with Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue. Yeah. yeah. With all the dance moves. Preferably, yeah. yeah. Very I mean, erotic. I might even rehearse with uh, a backing troupe of dancers. White, a white like, ribbon dress. Out. Yeah. Get up on that pedestal. <laughs> click. White dress halfway up the face. Yeah. 40 dancers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. I'd love that in a football ground. Yeah. Uh, that'd be good. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter. And on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Okay, Will, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I've had an email in from Frank, 41 from Romford, London. Um, oh, it's it's Frank Lampard. Oh, okay. Good. He says, Hello, friends. Thank you for your continued support and admiration. On behalf of Timmy's brother, Tammy, I'd like to say a gigantic mercy, Bakoop, for helping us beat the wolves. Of course, as a fluent Latin speaker and fan of classical history, there is a certain irony in beating wolves so em- so emphatically, given the fact that Rome itself was founded by Romulus and Remus, who were raised by wolves. I'm reading the ha ha ha. He said, we really carpe diem them, didn't we? <laughs> One shouldn't really laugh at others' downfalls, though. It's not becoming of a gentleman. But victory is so sweet when it comes against some rough Midlanders, isn't it? It's a bit mean. Yeah. Now, Will, I did hear your cursing at the end of the last podcast. Well done, Richard, for pointing that out. Yeah. That Do really try crazy. some of my alternative clean versions. I promise they carry the same vitriol and you'll have the upper hand by befuddling your foes with some clever use of the English language. Here are some for starters. Balderdash. Cowabunga. Shut the front door. <laughs> Gadzooks. Oh, snap. Leaping lizards. Gee whiz. Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. How's he spelling Kalzooks? Gadzooks. Oh, Gadzooks. 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 That's a good one. 
so G A D Z double O K S. Anyway, you three, my students, have been working working so hard and learning so much under my tutelage. I'm so proud of you. See how you get on with this little quiz. Which manager, who is a very naughty boy, arrived at the first training session of his new club last week through a giant inflatable wolf's head and then took a golf buggy to the pitch? Manager? Yeah, a new manager. He's Uh, taken over at a new club. Well, not... Kike Sanchez Flores. No, it's, it's an international. I've, I've checked the answer and it's international. Oh, just, oh right. I'd be oh. honest, I didn't actually know that he was. Diego Maradona. Correct. Oh, oh. good shout, Hoodlum. Yeah. Where's where's Hoodlum? As and Frank doesn't say that. No, yeah. it's, 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 I'm assuming it's an Argentinian club because yeah. there were lots of people singing and crying. I want to yeah. say it's like Gamares, like Paul Gamares. Paul Gamares, yeah. <laughs> someone like that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that was strange. I saw a bit of footage of that. He's not looking in his finest health, is he? No. Uh, he hasn't been for a while. So yeah, Frank no. says, it was Diego Maradona. He's such a little menace, isn't he? Wow, harsh words. He says, Frank. thanks, lads. Speak soon. Uh, it's really nice hearing from Frank. You know he's what? He is good to Taking us. time out of his busy yeah. schedule to write us quiz questions every week. And his use of Latin. Do you think he uses that much in the dressing room? I reckon. I it's what's inspiring is, is young men. I think... I think you know, it's probably a two-way road, this. He's writing to us each week, yeah. enhancing the podcast, but then he's listening each week and it's probably enhancing the way he approaches Chelsea. So yeah. true. Empowering him in many ways. So thank you, Frank. Um, and we also accept your plaudits and thanks. Honour and a privilege, Scotty Carton here. And there's a rumour going around that the season's finally got underway. The reason my ears have been drawn to this is because uh, we conceded a few goals over the weekend. So I think it's uh, looking good for the uh, foreign chap to have a little rest and number one goalkeeper, Scotty Carson to step in, keeping some clean sheets between the sticks for Man City. So uh, you'll hopefully be seeing me on match of the day soon. Man of the match. Man of the match of the day. <laughs> Scotty Carson, honour and a privilege. Rich, have you had any uh, emails? Yeah, I did actually. I had um, one from well, JJ Fly eighty six. Pretty snappy name that. I think he's an internet based person. Uh, saying, had we seen uh, the opening of the Vinyl Whistle? Um, Ex Premier League referee John Moss has opened a record shop in Leeds called oh, the Vinyl cool. Whistle. Um, great name yeah great name isn't it and it's got obviously the logo is a, a whistle with vinyl um, so that was just quite interesting check it out and I also had uh, an, e- an email in from um, blue at gmail.com probably shouldn't have given out his email his protection um, <laughs> assuming it's a he uh, but he said have we been keeping tabs of Nicholas Bentner's recent activity because he's been in yes. the press quite a lot over the last couple of weeks yes Firstly, um, there was a video that emerged of his first training session at FC Copenhagen. Which I'm not sure if you've seen. He's taking abysmal shots, like appalling shots. Unmarked, isn't he, in the yeah. penalty, yeah, on, on the edge of the six-yard line almost. Can't get it on target. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I have seen it. I, I wonder, it's a good montage of misses. I yeah. wonder how many shots he took. And how many he actually missed. I mean, it's a brilliant montage. It, it looks good, doesn't yeah. it? It probably is like three, 300 or something. But, um, but also he um, posted a video of his girlfriend, Topless. Um, That's nice. Which oh, he's such a- was interesting. I've been sent the links. I don't know whether we should share them. But they're in a hotel room and she's lying on a uh, desk swivel chair 
Yeah. Um, sliding around the room while he is holding a phone like a selfie with a massive grin like a Cheshire cat. Very bizarre. He can't buy um, class, can he? And um, apparently uh, when he made his debut for Copenhagen, they were so worried about bent neuromania that they had to play uh, this friendly behind closed doors because they, they, they thought 4,000 people would turn up. I just had to refer to my frank list of um, curse words. Oh, that I God, could say. God, what's he, appropriate He is a nincompoop. <laughs> He's a right Barbra Streisand. He's he? a Barbra Streisand. <laughs> Rob, do you have anything? Yeah, so I heard from our friend FPL Lad, who, if you don't follow, you should on Instagram. He is great at all the tips in the FPL world, and he's a very nice lad, perhaps, hence the name. He's got about 4,000 followers as well, so if you aren't one of them, you should follow. And he's given us a tip, um, which will probably tie in quite nicely to us wrapping up the show regarding what you should or perhaps shouldn't do with your defence. Hi chaps, FPL lad here. My tip for game week six is around transfers and it's time to move money out of the defence. Much of the talk pre-season was all about the premium defenders and how they're going to deliver and well, they just haven't lived up to it. Plus, there's just goals going in in every game at the moment. At the weekend, there was only three clean sheets so they're just not coming either and the attacking returns... Nope, not at all. Vestergaard's the top point scorer for defenders um, on 27 points, who's actually 25th overall. Um, he's the only defender as well outscoring the top keepers. So just the defenders are not performing. For similar prices, you know, that you've got your, your Van Dykes, your Alexander-Arnolds, your Robertson. They're just the, the guys, the same prices in midfield. You've got Mount, Campwell, Lamella, Buendia and James all scoring the same prices um, and the same amount of points. And you've got Pookie and Abraham absolutely smashing it up top who are also the same prices like the likes of Robertson and Van Dijk again. So get your money out of the defence and get it further up the pitch. There you go. Very FPL nice. Lad. So yeah, on Instagram he's at FPLLad, all lowercase, well worth a follow. And thank you for those tips words of wisdom one of which I stole earlier with the Vestergaard fact <laughs> I'll credit yeah. you for that now I couldn't remember if I'd read it or heard it but there you go my poor memory well, that's that's really solid advice and leads us neatly into um, kind of looking forward to next week actually before we do that we should have a quick check in on our um, fantasy leagues so um, ah. for regular listeners of the show or people who haven't listened recently we have a couple of leagues like one mini league that anyone can enter and we have an all-star league um, which has got some fair luminaries in it. And new arrivals this week added Jack Whitehall and Barney Whitehall. Co-managers. Co-managers. So Barney, Jack's brother. Brother. Is that right? Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, scored a massive 82 points this game week. Yeah. So far, we are recording this on Monday night. Good the, point. The derby, the... Uh, David Cameron David derby, derby has still happened. to come. And they may have some Villa or West Ham uh, players. No, they're done. Done. They're done. Yeah, they're all played. But 324 points overall, so sitting pretty at the top of the table, which is great. Um, there was a big jump for Max Helia of you, you meet six fame. He got 83 points this week, so he's doing yeah, very Max. well. I hope he swore a lot in celebration. Well, I hope he used the selected Frank Lampard yeah. approved words. Gadzooks. Um, and probably no surprise to regular listeners, Chris Gull is still <laughs> sitting at the bottom of the table, scoring 29 points. And can you guess who his captain was yeah, this week? I can. It's, it was Glenn Murray, and he outscored my captain. Oh, no. Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, that's hard his, to take. Well. His midfield is unbelievable. Antonio at West Ham, who's injured, in, out for like the rest of his life. 
Head right, Chelsea. Not even playing. <laughs> De Bruyne, unlucky one point. And Wilshire at Villa could be big tonight. Jack wow. Wilshire hat trick. He's at West Ham. Wilshire. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Same colour. Same colour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and in our, in our other mini league, um, Joffre Le Monaco of Magic Motrum's fame continues yeah, to lead the pack. This guy in his psychedelic. I don't know. Mind. He's doing pretty well, isn't he? He's tw- he's ranked in the top twelve thousand in the world as well. I know. Well, that's impressive. He's doing well. But the big news is lifted from the bottom of the table. Pozzo Boys. Ah, oh, the boys. Yeah, the three D boys managed by Pozzo Boys off off the bottom. Off the bottom. Do you remember, he took a hundred and twenty four point hit. One hundred and forty eight was it? One hundred forty eight. Well, I did see that <laughs> Phantom United, who are the new bottom place side, managed by Rogers Phantom. Um, they're on eighty points total. Uh, so he joined in game week two, took a hundred twenty eight, one hundred twenty point hit in game week three. Wow. He has also played his triple captain, bench boost, and wild card. <laughs> <laughs> He's hungry for chips than you are. Well, that's amazing. I know. Wow. Wow. Well, I guess we can follow him now. See if, see if he can make his way <laughs> off the board. For my captain this week. week on our TCTs we had Aurelian um, who was a big fan of Raheem Sterling who was either small or very good or smelt very good but anywho he picked oh that was in the wind wasn't it I was listening to that trying to work out yeah yeah the wind just caught the mobile I think as it was being recorded small and very good or I thought it was small and very, very quick good. could have been it could have been anything Aurelian if you're listening let us know clarify what you and wish you can listen win. now because we're now a swear free podcast thanks Absolutely. to Frank thank you Frank for making this available there to are children. adult themes still though <laughs> but he chose he chose Sterling ahead of Mo Salah and Sterling only got two points in the defeat to Norwich whereas Mo Salah got nine oh. in three one victory over Newcastle you would have thought that would be a banker wouldn't you? yeah so I think that puts the adults three all three actually three all now Three two. I remember it's three two. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, two, three, five in. Yeah. I apologise. Toddlers had come level, but yeah. so we're counting on this week's incumbent, Mr. Alfred Clark, uh, to pull him back up to speed. So let's hear what he had to say. Hello there. So I wondered if you could tell me your name, how old you are, and who you'd like to choose as your fantasy football captain. Would you choose Pierre Omeric Obanyman of Arsenal or Timo Puki of Norwich? I'm Freddie and I'm seven years old and I choose Timo Poopy. Sorry, what was that? Timo Poopy. <laughs> oh, very good. All right, thank you. There you uh, go. Old oh, school playground classic. banter with that sound. Classic gag. Timo uh, Poopy. I thought like he was going to go pukey, but yeah, Poopy. So they've got Burnley away. And he is in Could be goals in that. Form. And then on the Saturday, three o'clock, and then Arsenal have Villa at home on 4.30 on the Sunday. Oh, both in good form, aren't they? They are in good form, and because Lacazette's injury, you know, a bang man's playing central, you kind of fancy him. Yeah. How, however horrific that team are behind him, he's always going to score goals, especially through the middle. Good supporting cast. He's kind of a bit of a hero, isn't he, Timo Pukki, for the kids out there? 
Yeah, I feel there's going to be a few comebacks this weekend. I think there's going to, you know, City are going to be itching for a win after their defeat. I feel like Arsenal are going to be pushing. Yeah, I think Friday night's a nice game as well. Not from the Gold Fest, Southampton, South yes. the least, yeah. the least ma- watch match. Oh, yeah. Sky Sports. Oh yeah, is it? Uh, uh, Sky Sports <laughs> figures uh, any game involving Southampton or Bournemouth are the lowest two. Oh, yeah. yeah, and so I mean the two of them, no, literally no one's going to watch. Yeah, everyone will be there. Yeah, but live on Sky. So. Everyone's going. Um, obviously, the 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 highlight of the weekend probably the Sunday fixture between Chelsea and Liverpool. That'll be exciting, won't it? Yeah, goals, Chelsea's youngsters are the only players to have scored for Chelsea this season. So they have got three players, all England under-21 players, and they're the only ones that have scored for them. So their only goal scorers have been English under-21-year-olds, which is rather nice. Wow. Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, and yeah. the young defender whose name I forget at the moment. And Watford, Man City, obviously with Man City you know, tripping up at the weekend. They normally turn Watford over, don't they? But new new yeah. well, new old manager at Watford. And they'll be buzzing a bit after coming back against Arsenal. Sorry, Rich. Yeah, no, it's fine. 2-0 down. Yeah, there's some decent things. I mean, Palace Wolves will be interesting as well after both sides yeah. got a drubbing at the weekend. I think West Ham Man United is usually interesting, isn't it? West Ham normally get a goal there and make it a bit interesting. Yeah, they do look... I mean, I don't know. We'll see how they get on against Villa tonight, but um, they do look good going forward, West Ham. Do you fancy a few goals? Could be a good weekend of football, actually. Yeah. You guys, so, Will, you're on wildcard, which is yeah. exciting. Talking of West Ham, my wildcard is rather built around West Ham a little bit. Lanzini and Heller are in there uh, for me yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Let's see how they get on tonight. It could, could change. I think Heller's a great player. Lanzini can be a bit hit and miss, but if he stays fit, he's, he's, yeah. he's been getting some great players. assists. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely into him. Uh, it's, it's tricky. I mean, my wildcard is... I'm really glad I've played it. I'm very excited yeah. about it, but I'm going to be fiddling all week. I bet, yeah. Who's your front line at the moment? What are you thinking? Uh, Pookie, Abraham and Haller. No moment. premiums. No no premiums. Uh, and then I've, yeah, rammed my midfield with five solid midfielders I've gone for because I'm, I'm basically going to go back to 3-5-3. Three, three. Yeah. 3-5-3 three, three is back. 3-5-3 three, three. Yeah, three, 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 or 3-4-3. Three, three, four, three. Three. I like. Three five two is what I meant. Three five three. I'm I'm going three five three. That's a new chip. And I'm going three five two. Twelve man chip. Um, I've I've jumped on the bandwagon already. I got rid of Tillymans for Mason Mount. Ooh. Because they were both at six point four, and Tillymans has been frustrating me. He's annoying, isn't he? I I just like those runs Mason Mount's making and popping up in the area. Mm. Yeah. He's clearly in form. I know it's not going to last forever, but Frank seems to back him, and he seems full of confidence. So. Yeah, apparently um, every morning on the way into training, he stops off at Greg's and picks up six jam donuts and brings them to Frankie. Does he? Which is nice. That's so he's not going to get dropped. Is that's he? why they get on so well. Yeah, he's a good lad. He is. I have to clarify on that Frank thing that um, someone on someone on social media actually did say that we were fat shaming um, Frank. Someone who isn't fat. And yeah, someone who isn't fat. And I had to <laughs> then go. Fat, I had to then go back and explain that. It, we don't actually think he is fat in any shape or form. It's just that there were chants Years about ago, that. that used to be the yeah, man, I mean, he's yeah. fat. He's morbidly obese. Yeah. Fat is barely touching the size. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we are absolutely not fat shaming him because he's not fat. But we're trying. 
<laughs> There's no fat to shame him. It's really annoying. Yeah. God, he's such a perfect physical <laughs> specimen, isn't he? Curse him. He's got lovely hair as well. Actually. Yeah, he's a good lad. Although yeah. it's thinning. It's thinning. Yeah, you can't have it all. Can oh no, I'm going to get an angry letter about oh, that. Yeah. yeah, hair shaming. Hair shaming, fat shaming. Poor old Frank. Sorry, oh, lad. What's he going to do? Beer of the week. God, what have you guys had? Do you have a favourite, Rob? Well, I'm catching up on Big Smoke because I missed you guys last oh. week when you were here with Kevin. <laughs> Chill yeah, out, Kevin. Honestly. I know. So I am. I I know this is old news, but the Big Smoke Electric Pale Ale was my favourite. I'm into the Plunged Orange Pale Ale, which is from the Hatherwood Craft Beer Company. Six percent. It heavy. is a punchy and refreshing um, orange tangy sharpness festival. Um, oh, give us a food pairing. What, what would you eat it with? What, well, <laughs> oh, sorry. What would you eat with it? Might be a better question. I would try and be specific if you can. I reckon like a hoisin duck pancake. Yeah. Why not? Oh, delicious. The orange oh, and the duck. Let's go with that. Almost made for it, right? It's definitely not what it says on the can. <laughs> I've got the Oakamales uh, brewed exclusively for Marks and Spencer's Double Hop Citra IPA, which is very, very nice indeed. Citrusy. Uh, it's got tropical passion fruit flavours. Quite bitter and hoppy, but yeah. I, I liked it. I really enjoyed that. Well. I think we should pick. I think we should pick that as our beer of the week because that is. I always enjoy that. Yeah, and it's, it's widely good. available because it's at M and S. There you go, it's ladies and gentlemen. The Double Hop Citra IPA is our beer of the week. Beer of the week. Beer of the week. So that's about it from us. Yeah. Really. Thank you all for listening. Um, we'll be back next week yeah thanks to the FPL lad get in touch anyone else in that Instagram world of FPL tips that wants to give us or our listeners a very smart insider tip some tips from the top tips we might say tip. yeah we'd love to hear tops. from you so yeah get in Love's touch tips. on the socials Instagram, Facebook Twitter or even our Gmail account which occasionally gets checked and we look forward to next week where we can work out what we're going to do after your wildcard will indeed yeah. yes uh-oh. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.